Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host, live from Vegas. Your other host, Gene Salinas, is out in Denver, uh, Colorado. James, Major League Baseball, uh, doubleheader, uh, just for informational purposes between the Mets and the Braves. But uh, let's get to the marquee matchups, um, the Dodgers and the Padres. We've waited you know, a few weeks here because we haven't seen these two matchups. I was eagerly anticipating the June matchup uh, between the Dodgers and the Padres. The Padres hosting uh, minus 123, the total seven. Uh, what a nice pitching matchup as well. We also haven't seen the Dodgers as an underdog in quite a long time. I believe <laughs> mm-hmm. it's been 150 games. Now, it's a really short dog. I see basically like plus 105. So ultimately a coin flip, but technically a dog nonetheless, plus 105. And just interesting to see for that such a long period of time, at least from the from the bookmaker's perspective of where the market sits from, from sports bettors betting on the Dodgers that cons- consistently a favorite here. And I think I'm going to take it. But I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to get him Involved with just the first five innings. I'm not going to play the full game. I don't. I don't like either team's bullpen, but in particular for the Dodgers, just not a bullpen that I want to play for nine innings. And then looking at the matchup here with with Urias going on the mound. Now San Diego has not been hitting the baseball very well. I think Tatis is supposed to be back in the lineup today, but mm-hmm. you know, kind of in and out of the lineup and and uh, with some of the injuries with the. Uh, 
his shoulder, what, whatever his shoulder, mm -hmm. and well, not only his shoulder injury, I think he's pulled some, you know, something in his back. I mean, he just swings so hard, such a violent swing. And when he connects, right, launch angle, there it goes. It is definitely launching up and over the fence. But him, he, he aside, coming back. I know the Dodgers, their lineup has been banged up. Muncie's out, and Seeger and Bellinger have been banged up. But, but ultimately, here, this is going to be more so. It, I, I don't know. I. I don't want to get into too much conspiracy theory and speculation, but interesting to see now with the uh, the crackdown. Well, we'll see when it actually somebody actually gets caught and punished for the whole the spider attack and what's going on with the Ford substances for pitchers and sticky and substances. The, <laughs> and the sticky substances. Yeah, right. Well, who's been using that? Who hasn't? Who's it impacted? And since the word has gone out, what has been the difference with certain folks' spin rates? And thinking about you, Darvish here, uh, interesting to note that the the once this came out, you know, over the last two weeks, uh, from his last start to what he did the previous his his last two starts from start one to start two there for these for the month of June, uh, the last start the RPMs on that four seamer went down over two hundred. Mm. So interesting to see that that's he his spin rate has decreased not only on his fastball on that four seam fastball riding up and in, but also he likes to throw that big twelve to six deuce. And let's see if that is impacted on that on his curveball because the one thing you know you're going to get out of the Dodgers is you're going to get competitive at bats up there. They're not going to they're not trying to they're they're going to work counts and swing at good pitches and foul a lot of pitches off here. So that's where I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to go with the underdog, Los Angeles Dodgers. First time, weird to say that, but plus 105 just in the first five innings. I'm staying away from the bullpen, staying away from both bullpens, but I don't have anything to do with the Dodgers bullpen. Okay, uh, Urias, I mean, he's been phenomenal too. Nine and two record right now, uh, 3.54 ERA. Uh, it is about that lineup, though, with the Padres at home. Uh, and, and I mean, the pitching matchup uh, kind of cancels each other out. I mean, uh, the Padres at home. Uh, 25 and 14, a good away record too for the Dodgers at 21 and 15 so far, James. Yeah, I think I'm just uh, I'm just having yeah. a little suspicion here about you, Darvish, and, okay. and you talked about it too with with Urias going tonight. I mean, yeah, he's been he's been very good for the Dodgers, and he's there. He you know he's good for probably six innings per game, and uh, and that's why I want to leave it. I'm just going five because that's I got stung over the weekend with a, a handful of games where. Took some dog prices out mm -hmm. there, better dog prices at 105, and having leads late, late innings and the bullpens coming in for a, a variety of teams couldn't close it. So I think I'm going to get off the full nine train again and just stick with first five. That's where I'm going here. I'm all about Urias, and we'll see if Darvish can continue doing what he's doing without the substances. Yeah, the, the sticky uh, substances. I mean, this is when the clampdown is going to begin, uh, and you wonder how that's going to affect pitchers mentally. Um, uh, they're going to be under the microscope. Uh, earlier, a, a few weeks ago, I was watching uh, MLB, and they were talking about how the camera zooming in uh, on the hand of the pitcher on the mound. And I mean, it's incredible. Now, I think it adds excitement to it, intrigue. Uh, but then how are pitchers going to handle that? Uh, some pitchers are, are blaming uh, the crackdown uh, for some of these injuries out there, too. So mentally, uh, definitely a game on pitchers. It's betting across America. And we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. James, a uh, couple of questions for you when it comes to NFL awards. Now, I know this is in the future, and uh, we're going to have to um, put on a different set of glasses here. Uh, but I want you to look at these awards and try to pick out two players that you can bet on or feel confident about betting on with these odds uh, with each award. So, for instance, comeback player of the year. 
Dak Prescott, he's plus 180. Uh, Saquon Barkley, plus 500. Christian McCaffrey, plus 600. Uh, a lot of candidates on this list. Uh, Joe Burrow, plus 800 as well. So let's try to identify two players here that we're comfortable with in terms of backing for NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah, I think when you're talking about this, you got to stay healthy for one, and that's the issue here for a number of these players, obviously coming back from injuries and how effective will they be when they come back from those injuries. Thinking about somebody like Prescott and only sitting at plus 180. Now, pick up where he left off before he got that that gruesome ankle injury mm -hmm. uh, midway through the season. I mean, he was lighting it up. They were scoring. They had to score because Dallas couldn't stop anybody either, but it's just too short a price. And just get a little leery of certain folks coming back from injury in particular think about Saquon Barkley sitting there at plus 500 but yeah he's going to come back how he, he had the ACL surgery last year but then thinking about what does he have to work with in front of him and the, one of the worst to me it's a, not a good offensive line with the Giants and so I'm going to move down the list a little bit and you talked about a couple players I'm going to start here and I'm going to stop right there at Carson Wentz plus 800 now Carson Wentz coming back in here think thinking about his injuries and he's had a, a, a so many different injuries. I don't even try to go through the list of all the different injuries he's had. Shoulder, back, <laughs> knee, you name it. Head he's to toe. It. Uh, but also, I think one of the other injuries was his confidence and mm -hmm. where he was between the ears, like you like to say, Pritch, was, you know, I think he needed a fresh start. He needed to get out of Philadelphia, not only for the injuries, but I think he always felt like the year that, the Super, that they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, you know, he got banged up and wasn't able to be the leader at the quarterback position to be the one to champion that Super Bowl title for the Eagles that year. And I feel like every year since then, he's come out there and really played in a sense kind of recklessly because he's been trying to validate the fact that he feels like he needs to prove out that he could have done the same thing if he would have stayed healthy. And I think now being able to to get out of Philadelphia, get the fresh start, now go pair, get, get paired back up with Frank Wright, coach that he knows that was there in in Philly during his time, and then think about who he gets, to, what his team looks like going with the Colts as well. Uh, tremendous offensive line, so he's going to have the good offensive line behind him. They will be able to run the football and take some pressure off of Wentz, as well as the defense is going to keep them competitive each and every game. And then think about the division they're in, Bridge. To me, it is the weakest division in all of football, in particular on the defensive side. He's going to have an opportunity to put up some numbers. Think about six of the, of the 17 games right off the bat. Six of those are going to be played against Tennessee I don't like their back I don't like their secondary whatsoever no pass rush coming from that team and enough said with the Texans and the Jaguars defense there isn't any so mm -hmm. I think for Wentz sitting right there being paired up I think it's a good spot for him it's a great spot for him really to to land where he's at plus 800 comeback player of the year that's the first one I'll start with has some nice young weapons too Michael uh, Pittman Jr. Uh, I think a good compliment to T.Y. Hilton out there for sure uh, tight end position, Jack Doyle. Uh, I mean, if that guy can stay healthy too. Uh, but I'm going to focus on what you highlighted, having a running game. Uh, Carson Wentz, as many injuries as he's had, he's been one of the most sacked quarterbacks too because of passing attempts. I mean, this guy was routinely in the 600s uh, in terms of passing attempts out there in Philly. Uh, so you're susceptible to a, a number of injuries out there, whereas with uh, that offensive line and Taylor being able to run the football, taking pressure off of Carson Wentz, but more importantly, keeping him healthy. Uh, he's like Andrew Luck 2.0 to me in terms of intelligence, uh, the big quarterback. Uh, and then also you combine the fact that he's out there with Frank Reich again and uh, some comfort. Uh, so plus 800 for Carson Wentz, uh, I can get on board with that. 
and the weak and the, the weak division that they're playing yeah. in and thinking about where they're at here yeah i think it's it's just a to me it's a great landing spot for carson wentz to resurrect not only the physical nature of you talked about all the sacks and the mm -hmm. injuries that he's had but also just the fresh start and getting out of philly i think there's is this a common theme we're thinking about philly here of people needing to get out and get a fresh start not <laughs> yes. only applies to the nfl they're the new that, uh, new york jets <laughs> new york right, jets Sixers as well yeah and it's a you know it's a tough fan base out there for all those teams but in particular for Carson Wentz, a lot of that brought on himself with his play and the recklessness that he played with of just poor decision-making, trying to be the hero, playing hero ball, make the big play as opposed to just taking what they give you. But here I think he's going to get coached up. I think it's a really good spot. I'm looking forward to good things from the Colts this season. Okay, we need one more. Uh, one more. We need two uh, people here that can uh, certainly uh, chance to win comeback player of the year. I'm looking a further down on the list. Uh, what about Vaughn Miller uh, coming back from injury uh, if he puts up, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 sacks uh, and helps the Denver Broncos, he's 20 to 1 right there. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. I just okay. don't know how much desire he has left. You talk about another one coming back from season-long injury last year. It's also his last year, last contract year. He mm -hmm. is a free agent after this season. I don't think uh, I don't think he's going to get re-signed. So this may be his last season. So if it is a contract year, yeah, you want to show out, right, Pritch? Because you want to, hey, this is what you're going right. to get, and I want to get a, a extend, you know, get me another a new deal potentially somewhere else, which I suspect will happen with Von Miller. Uh, but then also you have to be leery of you've had an injury do you want to put yourself in jeopardy of making that worse and then i think with how how they use him there with fangio I, I don't know if he really fits into the type of scheme that we see from fangio he he starts on the back end and the secondary is going to be tremendous for mm -hmm. the broncos this season i'm just not sure exactly what we're going to get out of von miller but i'm going to go even further down this list bridge and i'm going to stop at obj right there at 25 to 1 uh now it's a long shot here but that's why it's paying the way that it is for 25 to 1 uh for for beckham jr not so much for him he is coming off his own uh, knee surgery as well but i think more so thinking about the culture of the browns and where it's at now can he uh, from the psychological aspect of it can he assimilate to this everywhere he's gone he's been the center of attention on the field and off the field most of it created because he's putting himself out there that way that's not what the browns are about now that has been clearly made last year all the all the off-field distractions that were going on surrounding the browns the last few years that is gone now this team knows what their identity is obviously they're going to run the football they got a tremendous power running game great tandem back there running the football with chubb and hunt as well as i think it's the best run blocking offensive line in the league now how does that help out your passing game young player like baker mayfield a lot more play action since he was under center a lot more last year now with beckham coming back you have to be worried if you're the opposing defense you've got to be conscious your safeties have to be conscious and linebackers too of that great running game and that offensive line for the cleveland browns might see a lot more single coverage or opportunities anyway for old Del Beckham Jr. If he gets his mind right, Pritch, and can buy into the mm -hmm. team concept of the culture that the Browns are, opportunities. You know the talent is there. The talent's there. It's just been always been between the ears, too, uh, tempering his ego <laughs> to allow himself to be part of a team in a culture like the Browns. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for, for big plays out of the passing game to Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, you know what? After injury, too, I think um, you come to that moment where winning probably gets more important than your stats. And if Odell Beckham Jr. gets to that point, James, you're right. Uh, that's a long shot, but uh, certainly worthy of betting on. Von Miller sitting at 106 sacks. Bruce Smith has 200. He's a sack career, sack leader. Uh, I remember Von talking about that's his goal. He's only 30 years old. 
Uh, so like you, what you mentioned, going into that final contract year, you wonder what kind of motivation uh, Vaughn Miller would have. And that, w- that would be my angle if I wanted to back Vaughn there, uh, comeback player of the year. I think the, the the motivation would be there twofold, but just haven't seen the same fire out of yeah. Von Miller since he was so that that the year they won the Super Bowl back in 2015, and how what a spectacular season, and how dominant he was in that defense for collectively was. Just haven't really seen that same fire from him since then, and yeah, maybe now this last year of the contract, this is the year to to step up and and push it out there. I just don't know if uh, Fangio's defense yeah. doesn't really play to his strengths, and I, I mean, how many times we see. Von Miller out in coverage. And I know. that's what we saw yeah. sometimes. And that's not Von Miller. He's not going to be a cover line back. He wants to come off that edge. Basically, he wants to be a three down player and come mm-hmm. off the edge all three downs. He doesn't want to drop back into coverage. So, But I don't think Fangio is going to be somebody. Uh, he's not changing his ways. So we'll see how that fits coming back into 2021. Von Miller coming back, hopefully, healthy for him. All right. All right. Let's move on to defensive player of the year. We got to get two here. Uh, from these NFL awards, James Salinas, uh, Aaron Donald, defense player of the year, plus 450. That's not bad. Uh, Miles Garrett, plus 500 uh, for defensive player of the year. TJ Watt, plus 700 uh, for defensive player of the year as well. I'm looking at Chase Young, 14 to 1 uh, on this list as well. So let's start with the first one, Aaron Donald. There's not much to be said. To me, he's the best player in football right. either side. Any player, any team, most disruptive force out there. He is just an absolute stud when he plays football. And and we saw when he got hurt in that playoff game, he was nowhere close to himself. And the impact that it was with him not being anywhere close to being 100% healthy uh, and how Green Bay was able to really just take advantage of that. So to me, Aaron Donald, clearly the best player in football. But let's move down the list a little bit. And you mentioned Chase Young and I agree with you there sitting at 14 to 1 the way that that defense is built now yeah he's going to get a lot more attention this year than what he saw last year and he's not going to sneak up on not I don't know if he was really sneaking up on anybody last year but the the guy's got a great motor he is definitely a three down player and his job is to go get after the quarterback but he's got the speed to run down I mean he's going to make tackles he's going to make he's going to be disruptive in the backfield tackles for loss getting after the quarterback sacking I mean he is such a dot I think he's going to be such a dominant force for years to come in this league with how, I mean, tremendous athlete mm-hmm. strength, the drive, and that's what I really see out of him. You think about somebody who just brings it each and every each and every play out there, each and every snap, he's, it, to me, he plays like this is the last snap of the game, and he's right. bringing it from start to finish. Love his motor there. Looking down, and especially the way that defense is constructed, that front seven in particular, that front four, can't just roll all, all can't just chip on Chase Young. You have to be conscious of some of the other players on that defensive front, I think Chase Young has a monster season going into 2021. I'd fall down that list sitting at 14 to 1. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good shot. You, are you looking at Devin White at 35 to 1? Uh, that linebacker for Tampa. I mean, come on. I mean, they got everybody back there. And I mean, this guy, they're talking about Ray Lewis when they're talking about Devin White at times. I thought about him too, sitting at thirty-five to one, especially where they'll they'll move him around with everybody coming back on both sides of the football for Tampa Bay. Right, this is going to be a very motivated. Usually, I'm not one to to want to back the. I'm, I'm backing. I'm going against the Super Bowl winner from last year. Okay. So it's so hard to repeat. But yep. thinking about that defense here and and Bowles, much it saw a lot more blitzing out of him this last year than what we normally do out of Bowles, and he's very creative with his fronts. And I think somebody like White, where the the speed. 
that he has going to get in the backfield, not only tackles for loss, getting after the getting after the quarterback and just wreaking havoc and making plays where, you know, David can clean up, Levante David can clean up mm-hmm. a lot of the run game. And and I think in the middle, too, you're talking about Vita Vea coming back healthy and Dominican Sue up there eating a lot of double teams. I think you're going to, yeah, right, 35 <laughs> to 1. Shaq for Barrett, White. JPP. He's, I know. <laughs> it, it's loaded. And yeah. then, you know, and he's going to play that shell coverage on the top so that they're not going to get beat over the top. And that, the other part, too, is going to be a lot of opportunities to get after the quarterback right. this season because I think Tampa is going to put a lot of points on the board this year. Uh, looking for great things out of Tampa. So, yeah, 35 to 1 with Devin White. There could be a shot there, too, because I think he's going to have a spectacular season making tackles all over the field. All right. This category might be tricky here. MVP, NFL MVP, James. Um, we got to pick two, two candidates. Uh, or two guys that we might want to back here for NFL MVP, Patrick Mahomes plus 500, um, Aaron Rodgers whew, plus 800. Uh, then we got Josh Allen, 12 to 1. I like that one. Lamar Jackson, 14 to 1. Kyler Murray, uh, 14 to 1. Tom Brady um, at 16 to 1. Matthew Stafford, 18 to 1, too, James. Yeah, can two of them be Tom? And Brady, and those are the two because I like Tom Brady sitting at sixteen to one. Okay. I, I just think now with, with Brady being there, and now going to have a legitimate full off season. Didn't mm-hmm. have that last year, and, right. and even though some of the things they were doing on the side not legitimate off season workouts, and now you're going to have that. We saw that as the season progressed, especially after their bye week. They had a late bye week, and they had talked about it like they needed some more time to work together. New pl- new quarterback, obviously, new offense, all new pieces, parts moving in, and and Antonio Brown coming on midseason. Uh, just now that they're going to have a full offseason to be able to work through and only get bigger and better, the defense is going to be terrific. Uh, I think that would be the only concern is they're going to be so far ahead in these games. Maybe Brady's not playing as deep in the games because they are going to be hammering some of these teams because I like both sides of the football for Tampa. And like I said, Pritch, usually I'm not one to back uh, the, the Super Bowl winner from the year previous, but here, Tom Brady to me, he's just the, he's just a different cat out there. He is just this competitor that I think he wants to break. If there's a record for him to go break, he wants to break it because I think each and every season, especially now going to Tampa and reinvigorated himself and wanting to go show that he could get away from Belichick and the New England Patriots and still win. Obviously, he made that happen. Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Nobody's done it at his age. Nowhere close to his age at 44 years old. There's something else because I think each and every year, each and every game, this guy plays with that chip on their shoulder, always thinking about draft day 20 years ago when he was a six-round pick. I know. I I played with Warren, obviously Warren Moon out in Seattle. We thought, you know, he was elevated in age. I think he was around 42, 43. Uh, here you got Tom Brady on top of his game, uh, turning 44. I think he wants to play till he's 45. Looking at Matthew Stafford, though, uh, eight times he's uh, went over 4,000 yards, James, in his career. And I was just thinking about with 17 regular season games, uh, what's going to be the stat threshold in terms of uh, quarterbacks uh, with 17 regular season games. What are what are voters going to look at in terms of stats? Yeah, that was 17 games and stats and also winning. Right. Are you right. winning? And the Rams are going to win, but is it going to be because Stafford's there now and replacing Jared Goff, or is it because that defense is going to be as dominant as it was last year when they were healthy? And obviously we talked about that. Donald was not healthy in that playoff game against the Green Bay Packers, but mm-hmm. maybe not as much oppor- maybe not as many opportunities to put up big stats. He's not going to be with the Lions where he's pl- constantly playing catch-up <laughs> and slinging the football around. That defense is going to be super competitive for the Rams, and they may not need him to have to go out there. They may have to have the running game going and run the clock out because their defense has been so dominant. Yeah, he's 18-1. Tom Brady, 16-1 right there. Odds 
to win NFL MVP. When the show continues, we're going to go back to baseball because of the schedule. Uh, I want to say marquee matchup, but it, it involves the Diamondbacks. So I don't know if it's marquee. That's coming up next. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. And marquee matchups, uh, I'm talking about the doubleheader between the Braves and the Mets, for sure. Not the Diamondbacks, but we'll throw them in there. Uh, they have the Brewers, James. 17-game losing streak. <laughs> at home, um, not. I, I thought they'd be a, a larger dog here. Uh, I think the Brewers are laying a dollar eighteen out here in Vegas right now. Nine and a half is the total, though, in the game. 
it, maybe it's the do factor. And Kelly, even though Kelly has been, I think they were hoping, well, the whole Diamondbacks team was hoping for better better results than what they're showing right now. I mean, when you've mm-hmm. lost 17 straight, two out of th- two out of 33 since May 15th, like this team just, uh, how do you come in every day and, and feel like you're going to have any kind of optimism about you as a competitor? Yeah, you're going to have that competitive fire for you, but <laughs> collectively it's a team game and just having to come into the clubhouse, arrive at the stadium, come into that clubhouse and just what is the where is the energy level each and every day it's just got to wear you down so yeah it's i'm surprised too it's not a bigger dog here and brett anderson actually pitched really well his last time out i'm not going to get involved i'm just staying away from the diamondbacks okay. because i don't it's just it's hard to just get into the psyche of a team where you're just getting beat down each and every day and do you want to be on that side mm-hmm. i mean eventually they're going to win a game so somewhere down the road is it tonight they're plus 100 plus 105 short dog here but is it tonight do you want to be on the wrong side of that not gonna, you can't back the diamondbacks just worth how they've been playing and where their mindset is and it's an unfortunate thing with their lineup they're really their lineup is starting to get healthy that's one thing Pritch, that right. they have been really banged up for the first oh six weeks eight weeks of the season but they're starting to find to get healthy out there but uh they just can't stop they can't pitch they mm-hmm. can't get out they can't do especially anything the bullpen <laughs> the bullpen's awful right. so i don't want to get in front of that i'm just gonna i'm each time i see him on the card it's just gonna be a scratch for me even though it'd be like wow you're just throwing away money uh because it's it's gonna be that they're continue losing eventually they're gonna win a game but is it tonight i'm not gonna pay to find out yeah and i think the Books are suggesting that to you, a dollar eighteen there for the Brewers. I mean, at some point, um, uh, they are going to win. They're going to get off uh, of this slump uh, for sure. How about the Reds and the Twins, James? Uh, Minnesota nine and a half is a total. Cincinnati a uh, dollar uh, eleven here in this game. First five again for me. I'm okay. going to take the Reds first five. It's a team desperate for a win. They've been uh, did not play well and couldn't finish some games in San Diego, in particular one that I had them on. Was it Thursday or Friday? The bullpen melted down and couldn't finish. But mm-hmm. uh, here I'm going to go first five here, and this is not so much with Tyler Maley's on the on the mound tonight, but this is a bet against J.A. Happ. This is. Started off well in April, pitched well in, but think about what April, especially in Minnesota. We saw some of those games, Pritch, where there were snowflakes going around oh, yeah. in Minnesota during the game, and he took advantage of the cold weather since he has his ERA, J.A. Happ, under two in the month of April. Once the weather warmed up, yeah, so did the bats, and he's been getting really, he's really been getting laced. He's, his, what, I think his ERA for the month of May and June is right, hovering right around nine. Uh, he's given up a minimum of four earned runs and six out of his last seven starts. Not somebody I'm going to trust here against a hungry Reds team looking for a win, but I don't trust that Reds bullpen at all to play this full nine. So it was it was $1.15. It's $1.20 now, first five. I'll still lay it. I'll take the Reds' first five only uh, over the Twins today. Okay, then the A's and the Rangers. Rangers at home, James. Uh, they're the dog, uh, plus 111. Uh, the total is eight as well. Went with the total here, first five. I had to pay some juice on a dollar thirty, going under first five total, four and a half in this matchup. Uh, you know, A's another team that rough luck, especially in the bullpen, couldn't finish some games against the Yankees over the weekend. Uh, but ultimately, Montas, he's got pretty good stuff now. I know he gives up the long ball, but he's pitched much better on the road. He's there, he's just a tick over three on the road than he has at home, which is kind of interesting because it's a very friendly pitcher ballpark there in Oakland, Alameda, Coliseum. But mm-hmm. I think here, uh, Gibson is kind of the same thing. He's been very, he's just the opposite of Montas. He's been very effective at home. Right. Six starts at home. His ERA is a tick under one. It's sitting at 0.96. Mm-hmm. 32 strikeouts, eight walks 
playing very, you know, pitching very well at home for Texas, and Texas doesn't hit the ball very well at all. Uh, I'll look here, first five under, like I said, under four and a half, first five, but I did have to lay some juice at a dollar thirty. Okay, he's got uh, four and zero oh in his decisions too right now. Uh, ERA of two point zero nine at home now for the uh, Rangers here uh, again, plus uh, one eleven at total eight. I like that play. I think for Gibson, he's he's really the only thing that we've seen. Outside of Dunning, I like Dunning, too. Okay. did get beat up yesterday, but I like Dunning. But I'm just going first five under here. I think the Texas can't hit, and they'll go with their best pitcher on the mound at home in Kyle Gibson. Smart approach, too, with uh, the clamp down on the substances. And I just wonder the psyche of the pitchers. I, I want to see them react uh, to being interrupted out there on the mound in the games today. Uh, Come up next on the program, Ben Fox, our VP of digital content. Can't wait for his appearance. He's in studio. He's coming up next. NHL and NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges. VSIN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Our experts and the entire VSIN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on vsin.com and our daily members only best bet emails. Now is the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, your host today, and happy to have in studio with us right now our VP of Digital Content, Ben Fox. Ben, how are you? Doing well, Pritch. And uh, James, I, I got the car today, we said, you know, fiance and I are sh- sharing one car. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it's a tough situation. But Monday, got the car in studio. Didn't want to let you guys down. You know, Friday's technology has been a little rough. Oh, happy to have you. Like I told you, the heat it can mess with technology sometimes out here. Yep, heat and, and like we were saying, a couple accidents on the highway oh, yeah. too. So definitely yeah, can't that. be too careful. Yeah, definitely that. Um, you know, Ben, uh, the U.S. Open, I love betting golf. Uh, my biggest wins have been on betting golf. You're a golf guy now. Well, I wouldn't say that. I listened to <laughs> Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds yep. uh, and all of our experts for sure. Uh, but I got a chance to get uh, plus 1,100 on ROM on Saturday and was able to catch that ticket. Uh, anything else you, did you see in the U.S. Open? Yeah, so this was, uh, we always like to say, a good result for the betters, right? And not mm-hmm. so good for a lot of sports books. Uh, John Rahm kind of went off as generally the favorite or Brooks Kepka uh, at BetMGM. This was a seven-figure loss for them, so a giant loss. Certainly uh, 12% of tickets, 18% of the total handle on John Rahm. Kind of the same thing at Bet Rivers as well. They had seven figures in liability on John Rahm. Not a seven-figure loss, but the, the uh, victory for him was seven figures for them. And just, again, when you have a favorite, I think as well for the public, right? A couple weeks ago is in contention, Mm -hmm. has to withdraw with COVID. Uh, Everything that happened at that tournament, I think he was probably in the public's eye a little more. Uh, I didn't actually know all the backstory. He had won his first tournament at Torrey Pines. He proposed to his girlfriend at Torrey Pines, you know, now gets the first major victory. So it was all kind of lined up. 
Brady Cannon, as you mentioned, on long shots, had been touting that kind of during the week as well. Rom was one of his guys. And just a generally a big win for the public. Uh, the only book I checked in, points bet, actually, was one that did well. They had a bunch of Mickelson bets okay. as well as Kepka, Rory right. McIlroy, and Louis Oosthuizen. But generally a good, uh, a good week for betters whenever the favorite is going to win. Ben, you talked about liability for the books with some of these golfers, in particular John Rahm with the U.S. Open. Let's move to the NBA. Now we're down, in a sense, to the Final Four. Not sure if these Final Four teams that are left in both the Western and Eastern Conference of the NBA playoffs were the teams that we expected to be there at this point, in particular the Atlanta Hawks. What does the liability look like for the Bucks or for the books on the Atlanta Hawks to actually win the NBA Finals? Yeah, so this is fascinating. Either someone or a group, I'm still kind of trying to piece together, went around town and also in Colorado at DraftKings and just was betting futures all over for the Atlanta Hawks. So there are multiple bets. There right now that I know of seven bets that would win at least $400,000 if the Atlanta Hawks actually win the NBA title. The biggest one of those, $20,000 on the Hawks at BetMGM at 100-1 to 1 odds. Uh, excuse me, at DraftKings, BetMGM also is a $10,000 wager at 150 to 1. That would win $1.5 million. These were all somewhere in kind of April and May, right before the playoffs started, during the playoffs. A couple big tickets at the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook as well. Surprising, really, you'd say, with the Hawks, mm -hmm. right? You wouldn't think there would be that much. Uh, but again, sportsbooks, very happy to have this, the situation. Lakers out, Nets out, 76ers out, Jazz out. All of those big teams at BetMGM before the playoffs, that was over 80% yep. of their total handle was in those teams. So, again, not that much liability remaining in the NBA futures market, but definitely a lot more in the Hawks, and they came through yesterday in a, a fascinating Game 7, to say the least. Absolutely. You know, Ben, I wanted to ask you about this because I've been thinking about it, but probably proper time is right now in terms of um, when you look at the Reddit phenomenon with the stock market. Mm -hmm. you're like, are you seeing any of that with sports betting? Because you're, you're talking about how this was a precision bet in terms of people going around the different books, uh, laying down money on the Hawks. It's a great question. You know, you know we like to talk stocks. I, th <laughs> I think this is more screams to me a group of people okay. or specific bettors who just saw value, right? Mm -hmm. And kind of saw with teams, you're going to look at what's the best case scenario. And I think for the Hawks, that pretty much has been it. Potentially some injuries on other teams. Your biggest competitor, probably the Nets, go down. You don't actually have to face them. And, and Trey Young really playing very well. And they win a couple games, potentially they shouldn't have, including over the Sixers with right. that giant comeback. And all of a sudden you're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now you have a great position to hedge if you want or to add. You can really see where, what you want to do. But a position, that's always what you want to try and be in with mm -hmm. these futures bets is now you have a great position to hedge at worst. You should make money right now with some of those Hawks bets. Ben, betting across America, what about betting across North America? What's going on in Canada with legalized sports betting? Yeah, so we always try to up, keep everyone updated, right, on different states in the U.S. We're right now at 30, 31 states that are legalized sports betting. I think 21 that have actually taken a sports bet. We'll have more this fall, certainly. Uh, but Canada looking to get in on the action. They've been discussing a bill, Bill C-218, learning a lot about uh, Canadian Senate and Parliament and all this throughout this. Mm -hmm. They are uh, discussing a bill today that they'd also discussed last Thursday. There's a couple amendments to it. The short of it is that 
Canada has parlay betting much in the same way that the U.S. had before PASPA was repealed. So again, you want to bet on the NFL, it has to be at least two games together or three games, etc. No single game wagering, right? Can't just bet on the uh, or an NBA, whatever. You can't bet on the Hawks-Bucks game. You have to parlay that with other things. This would repeal that and allow the provinces to offer sports betting, 10 provinces, much in the same way that the U.S. now every state can decide whether or not they want to have sports betting. And it's a big market. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, 38 million people around in Canada. That's roughly if you have New Jersey and Illinois uh, and Michigan together. So some big markets in the U.S., Canada would be potentially bigger uh, than all of those. And again, sports betting ingrained in the culture, too. They've had parlay betting for a while, but this has been in the works for a while. Hopefully, it, you know, hopefully it goes through. We'll see. Hopefully the votes tomorrow and uh, we'll know more then. The growth is extraordinary. I mean, it really is. I mean, we've heard about uh, betting in other countries for years, uh, but certainly, you know, now in this country, but North America now as well. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to yeah. see kind of uh, how they structure some things, mm-hmm. right? I think there's certain states that are working better than others. Mobile betting is a must. Now they have, you know, a couple years of different states and how much uh, everything costs and all of that. Hopefully they get it right, and uh, hopefully we keep expanding here. All right, love it. Uh, he's Ben Fox, VP of Digital Content here in studio with us. Thanks again for your time. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, when we come back on the program, James uh, Sling and I will go over our final leans and picks, uh, maybe a little bit more baseball games uh, on that schedule as well. The doubleheader. I'm curious about how you bet doubleheaders. Marquee matchup, Braves and Mets. It's coming up next. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. 
Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Bet without fear on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Just use bonus code VSEN600 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. It's promo code VSEN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. It's a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan. New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line, 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, your host today. James, doubleheader uh, approaching wanting to bet doubleheaders in baseball. Uh, marquee matchup, Braves uh, on the road against the Mets. Uh, the first game, obviously, um, big numbers here. The Mets laying 275. Four and a half uh, is the total, looking at pitching matchups for sure. Uh, but the approach on whether or not do you just pick one or how do you pick the first game or the second game based uh, from a betting perspective? That's the challenge. Usually yeah. I just stay away from these doubleheaders okay. because, yeah. Or you does, can just stay how away. Does game one. <laughs> well, and how does impact, how, because it, especially now because it's seven innings, so it's a little quirky that way as mm-hmm. opposed to the nine inning doubleheaders. Just, I think for me, doubleheaders were outside of minor league games where I used to go to as a kid, they were seven innings. Nine inning games, it's different to where, well, from the doubleheader game one to game two, does your catcher catch right. game two usually they don't now do they does your catcher catch both games tonight because it's just seven in or 14 innings in a sense collectively uh, and then what is the impact of game one how does game one play out when it comes to not only the starter in this case it's going to be DeGrom now DeGrom stepping out there that's why that total is what it is I'm looking at first five <laughs> and it's sitting at three. First five sitting at three and obviously all DeGrom uh, but how does that how do the what does the pitching situation look like how did the game play out did they have to get into the bullpen as much uh, it's so lineups are key and those types of things. So typically if I was going to get involved, it'd be more so looking at game two. Okay. If I was watching game one and seeing, did anything have an impact from game one that I might be able to carry in game two. Now thinking about this game in particular with DeGrom on the mound, I'm going to stay away from DeGrom right now. So MRI came back, shoulders fine, but it's the second time he's had to go and miss some time. Miss starts because of it. You know, he had to get, he was pulled. So not so much miss the start, but he was pulled early with shoulder stiffness or whatever mm-hmm. it was 
was that he was having an arm issue with. It's not the first time that's happened with him so far this year. So if there's any concerns, do they want him to go out there and in this case put a complete game, which would be seven innings? Are they looking for that, or is he potentially on a pitch count? We just don't really know. So especially with pitchers here when they're coming off of – if they're having some issues, and we know with DeGrom, he, he's to me he's the best player in baseball. Oh, yeah. Not only the best pitcher in, in either league, but he to me he's the best player in baseball. Last thing you want to do, I mean, we're talking mid-June here, doubleheader against Atlanta, long season to go here. Do you want to stretch him out? And if there's any questions about it, not something that I want to get involved in when it comes to putting a wager on. Yeah, you wonder how they'll handle it. I mean, that Mets owner, uh, we know Cohen. I mean, he, we know uh, how adamant he is about wanting to win. Uh, they're in first place right now. Uh, you know, Braves, you wonder if those competitive uh, juices, James. Um, you know, you get the call to the analytics department. What do you do here in this doubleheader with the Braves? Well, it, yeah. who's pitching? I mean, right. Kyle Muller. I'm looking at him. He's got he's pitched. He's got one inning in. He's got one inning to his credit in the bigs. I think mm-hmm. so. We've never seen this guy before. So if anything, you'd be like, well, if we haven't seen him. The Mets haven't seen him. you got scatter reports on him, but the scatter reports are going to come from what he's done in the minor leagues. So how does that translate out here? And sometimes that first go around, first time through the lineup, then you'll see some adjustments. So does the kid go out there and pitch beyond just three innings or through that first time in the lineup? Just too, so many question marks mm-hmm. to do it. That's where if you're going to get involved, and if I was going to do it, I'm not betting these these doubleheaders prior to the game starting. It would be something in game in particular yeah. the pitching situation for the Braves and then DeGrom situation as well yeah I don't like it because he was on IL and then they pulled him early because of shoulder whatever uh, but there's something in there there's something going on with him but yet he's going to go back out there in the bump uh, and that's what I'm talking about with the mentality within the organization uh, some decisions you know you just scratch your head at but certainly for my money uh, I, I don't know if I want to bet those though I don't. I don't want to deal with usually. And I think you've seen when we've talked baseball throughout the the first two and a half months of the season, any pitcher coming off the on now for DeGrom, it's just short stint last time with Mm -hmm. the shoulder uh, soreness, what have you. But a lot of times I'm betting against pitchers coming off the injury list and we'll see how long they're off the injury list for. And this is just more in general speaking, not so much about DeGrom here, but uh, I'm looking to bet against them because a lot of times, depending on what that issue was, especially if it was arm related, they're not just going to put them back out there in his first start and I you're going to go throw 90 to 100 pitches here a lot of times they're going to have to stretch that shoulder or stretch the arm back out again and maybe there's shorter stints out there on the mound a lot of times we've been doing these pitcher props quite frequently and have some really good success this season on betting those pitcher props that's where I'd be looking to bet the under when we talk about outs or those types of things because this just don't typically pitch their normal routine where they're going five, six, or at least let's not talk about innings, but we're talking about the number of pitches where they're going 90 to 100 plus. A lot of times not right off the aisle. I look to bet against them Okay, often once they get back off that injured list. I hear you. Getting back to the NBA playoffs, uh, James, uh, we got the Clippers uh, and the Suns on Tuesday. You won't be on the program, but uh, your thoughts, uh, the line right now, uh, Phoenix laying six, uh, 224 is the total in this game. I think to JVT's point, right, where does health status, uh, Kawhi Leonard's not coming back. I mm-hmm. think he's done for the season. He's obviously not out there. He didn't make the trip, and I think it's it's unfortunate situation for him. It's probably uh, some pretty significant damage if it's an ACL injury, yeah. but what they have going forward, I think the thing with the Clippers is they're used to playing without Kawhi Leonard. Now, they did it in the last couple games in that Jazz series, and obviously we're able to, to play well and take that series down, but 
during the regular season, they played 20 games. He only played 52 games of the regular season out there out of the potential 72. He missed 20 of those games. So they were used to playing without Kawhi Leonard out there on the court. But this, we've seen it in all the series. It's, that's why it's seven-game series. Coaching matters, and it's in-between series. What are the adjustments that are going to be made out there on the floor for the Clippers here to match up? I think the key, he talked about Morris being banged up, only played 21 minutes last night. What does that mean for him? How is What is his advantage? availability going into game two. I think that's key as well. And then the wild card is when are we going to see Chris Paul? Are we mm-hmm. going to see him in game two? Is that why the line was at four closed at five yesterday? Now it's open here. It starts for game two at six, or is it just because of that performance that we saw out of the Suns, and in particular, Devin Booker, how, how what a special player he was yesterday. Uh, is that what we get to see? Is that where the line has moved? Not so much because Chris Paul is going to be back out there on the court. We don't know. And we're not going to know until uh, tomorrow and probably cl- close to game time or at some point, but uh Devin Booker replicate the same game that he had in game one. I just feel like for the Clippers side, uh, competitive game, back and forth game all the way through, and then you get to the fourth quarter, and I think that's where the fatigue finally mm-hmm. caught up with him in the fourth quarter. JVT talked about it. Paul George leaving, he loves the tough shots and then uh, ill-advised shots sometimes. Not that he's afraid to take. He's not afraid to take or make the big shot or the tough shot, but I think when you get fatigued, it also uh, impacts your, your shot selection and your right. judgment as to where you were taking shots from the floor not only for paul george but in particular more so for me was reggie jackson i think it really caught up to him he had five turnovers yesterday none bigger than that late now a couple minutes left in the game he's driving to the hole and just a completely ill-advised passing behind him the skip pass you know two two pass away skip pass that led to a run out run out bunny on the other side for phoenix and and just some poor decisions and i think that was a lot of that was caused by the fatigue not only from the the how far they had to extend themselves in the Jazz Series, seven-game series against the Mavs prior, and then you had a Suns team sitting at home, rested for a week because they slept, swept the Nuggets. I think there's too many things to unpack here before I want to get involved. i got to see the status of a number of players until I decide what I want to do for Game 2. Okay, great coaching on both teams. Uh, certainly uh, Monty Williams there for the Suns uh, and then Tyrone Liu there uh, for uh, the Clippers. You know, when you look at how these teams are made up to uh, James um, from from a psyche standpoint or even a confidence standpoint, uh, to beat the Clippers after that long layoff and then also without CP4. Uh, I mean, you're, you're looking at a situation, James, when I think the Suns gain confidence when you have a young player like Devin Booker doing what he did, Aiton, uh, really not taking over the series, but the ability to uh, off the block. So I, I don't know. I, I'm looking at the Suns differently right now, uh, just with a lot of confidence, kind of like what uh, the Nets had in the beginning when they had all the big, the big three uh, certainly on the floor at one time. And playing at home, that Suns crowd really gets – they're really fully engaged in that in, in their home games. And I think they, it's a young team that they really feed off that home crowd. And, and yeah, we've got to win it for Chris Paul. Chris Paul's not out there and the, kind of that fallen hero theory where our, our main guy's not here, but he's got to pick it up and step it up. That's one thing, and we definitely saw that out of the Suns yesterday. But the other part was DeAndre Ayton. Now, that's a yeah. different player than what we see from the last series against the Clippers with the Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert out there. Now, mm-hmm. Gobert patrolling the paint and blocking shots and cutting off driving lanes, etc. Now, DeAndre Aiden's 
as far as his stature goes, same st- type of size player than go as Gobert, but much more polished offensively and actually somebody that it's not just ball screen, lob and dunk and finish. That's not just strictly his game. He can, not that he's going to put it on the floor and try to get to the rim, but he can play with his back to the basket and he can be a threat to where you can run your offense post. You can run it inside out and not strictly just going for out offense for the Suns. And I think we did see that to some extent for to some extent with DeAndre Ayton being more impactful and more involved in the offense and not just the guy who's looking to get putbacks on offensive yeah. boards. You know, he was 10 out of 14. Obviously, everything's going to come from the paint from mm-hmm. him, uh, but that's going to be the matchup here that the Clippers are going to have to adjust to because you're going to put in Zubak. Zubak can't play him. He got worked yesterday when he was out there on the court. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you on that one. We'll look forward to that series uh, and look forward to the reaction uh, later on from you in, in the week uh, when you come back here on the program. Great job today. Thanks, sir. Enjoy the games tonight. Good luck with your bets, and I'll see you Thursday. Good luck to you as well. This is James Salinas, 2015 Super Contest winner uh, out here uh, in Vegas, the Westgate. Uh, come up next, Mike, guys, in the desert right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.